Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Folks fleeing big cities in record numbers. COVID cases dropping in the Midwest. Forbes ranks the highest paid celebrities on the planet. Gas prices plummet to the lowest level in two decades. Half of Americans still plan on traveling for Christmas. Also ahead, attacking Trump supporters. What does Joe Biden think about that? But first, hundreds of residents now leaving the biggest cities in the country during the pandemic. The destinations? Austin, Texas. Nashville, Tennessee. Phoenix, Arizona. Tampa, Florida. More than 600,000 people have fled New York City and New Jersey in the past nine months. Amazing. After punishing fall that left hospitals struggling, some places in the Midwest are now seeing a decline in new COVID cases. States include Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, and Nebraska are witnessing decreases in the number of people testing positive. Infection rates topped 20% just weeks ago in those places. Forbes magazine releasing the top paid famous people on planet Earth. One warning here. Forbes is not always accurate. Sometimes it makes up its figures. I know that personally. But we'll give you what the magazine says. Number three, tennis star Roger Federer. He allegedly earned $106 million in endorsements this year. The second spot goes to Kanye West. His deal with Adidas netted him $170 million. And number one, Kylie Jenner. Her cosmetic company was sold for $590 million this year. I really have little idea who Ms. Jenner actually is or what she does. Does she do anything else besides makeup? I don't know. Gas prices now at the lowest level since the year 2000, so Kylie Jenner can afford a lot of gas. The national average stands at $2.10 per gallon. Highest ever was 4 bucks back in 2008. More than half Americans say they'll travel this holiday season. Most driving, a new survey from TripAdvisor, says 56% of adults will visit family and friends this December. In a moment, does President-elect Biden really want to win over Trump voters? Right back with that. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper— and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. So, I listened to Joe Biden's speech the other night, the one where he had that frog in his throat. Happens to all of us. But I think the frog might be as confused as I am. Mr. Biden says he wants to bring 
the American people together. Well, that's a noble intent. However, he has said absolutely nothing that would indicate he knows how to do that. Instead, he continues to scold people who question the election. Well, there was some fraud. And the way to unite everyone is not to deny that. It's to investigate those allegations, right? But no, as John Belushi once said. Also, Joe Biden's party continues to hammer anyone who voted for Donald Trump. Here's Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, quote, Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? Oh, I see, Congresswoman. We should be archiving people you disagree with. Yeah, that's real democratic. How about the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi? Quote, the president has no fidelity to truth or fact. And actually, in his comments the last few days, no fidelity to the Constitution. He and his henchmen are a danger with their comments, are a danger to our democracy, unquote. Well, I don't think this is bringing Republicans or Trump supporters any closer to the Democratic Party or their leader, Joe Biden. Do you? You see anything positive here going on? I don't see it. So if Joe Biden is going to be the leader, he has to scold people like Nancy Pelosi and Ocasio-Cortez. But he isn't going to do that. So what is the solution? Well, as a patriot, I voted for Donald Trump. Not out of any sense of history, but I thought that he did a pretty good job with policy in his term. I didn't like some of the demeanor, but the policy, I felt, was beneficial to the country. And I did not think Joe Biden would stand up to the radical left, and we're seeing that in his first days as president-elect. However, I said I would give Mr. Biden a chance, and I am. And the first few days, he's not doing what he should do, in my opinion. I think that Joe Biden will be conciliatory, word of the day, in his inaugural address. I think he'll say the right things, but will he do them? I have no confidence. He is not a strong man. You'll have to understand that. And also, he is not calling the shots. The Obama people are. I firmly believe that Barack Obama is going to have a lot to say in the next four years. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. Disagree? I want to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. And please consider my new book, Killing Crazy Horse, makes a great Christmas gift. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending... The dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, 
your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 55 years ago this month, an animated Christmas movie debuted on CBS. The film would be aired annually each December and streamed online more than 15 million times every year. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Here's the story. The Peanuts crew first appeared in comic strips back in 1950. The original cartoons were actually commissioned by the Coca-Cola Company. By the early 1960s, Charles Schultz, the author of the comic, led by Charlie Brown, of course, had gained enormous popularity in the USA and in England. TV producers wanted to bring Charlie Brown to the television set. Well, Schultz was on board with the project, but demanded the scenery depict his childhood in St. Paul, Minnesota. He also required the music to feature 50% jazz, his favorite genre. A Charlie Brown Christmas was completed just 10 days shy of its national broadcast premiere. All involved believed the special would be a bomb. Studio executives thought the movie would kill the comic strip. Some even wanted to cancel the broadcast days before it was scheduled to air. The program did premiere on CBS on December 9th, 1965 at 7.30 p.m., right before the season finale of The Munsters. And Charlie Brown Christmas was viewed by 45% of all Americans watching TV that night. Critics praised the animated movie for its adult themes, contemplation of the human spirit, and commentary on isolation and the hardships of growing up. The film became a holiday classic. The movie has been aired on television every year since its debut back in 1965. And here's something else you might not know. The soundtrack for Charlie Brown's Christmas is considered one of the greatest jazz albums ever released. It was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2007. I listened to the Charlie Brown soundtrack last night. It's brilliant after all these years. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.